0: Welcome to the Conduit Deeper Podcast, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the details that surround our current sermon series, from current events to fascinating finds to conversations that take us deeper into the Word. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to our Deeper Podcast. My name is Mo, campus pastor at Conduit Church, joined with our lead pastor, Darren Tyler. And uh, we are continuing our Romans sermon series. I think we're we're about 9 months into this, 8 months. Right.
1: And they said it couldn't be done.
0: Um in the in the chapter 12, what's true about you going through the book of Romans. Um but before we get into that, we got some special business to cover. A Super Bowl update.
1: Oh, they're going to make fun of my hair. Actually, I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with your hair? Well, I've I mean I, I, did you not get a haircut yesterday? I got a, No, that's the thing. I had a haircut, but on Sunday I did not have a haircut, and okay. it definitely felt like I had lost the plot <laughs> with my hair. So I've gotten a couple it people was, giving me grief. Inspiring is what it is. But just
0: to follow up on the Super Bowl, uh, you know, us as Bengals fans and those that were all rooting for our team, um, it's been a somber week. We came a minute and a half from being world champs, and it just all fell
1: apart. Yeah, so Ethan came tootling home. Thanks for inviting my son out. Yeah, that was Mike Micah, Gary, whatever,
0: producer Micah, invited uh, your son Ethan to come join yeah.
1: us with his buddies. So he he genuinely uh, thought that was a big deal to get to hang out with you with you guys. Whatever. Uh, the food was awesome. Whatever. But he said the minute the game was over, he's like, I got to get out of here, man. The vibe just totally changed. To it was vibe. like a funeral.
0: <laughs> it was like somebody died. No, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it went from just. Excitement and nervous energy and, like, we might just pull this thing off to within, like, a minute later as if someone died and it was silence. Was we there just sat there and stared at each Was there other. sobbing? No, there was no. I don't think there was any tears. Like
1: soft weeping or nothing?
0: Just uh, just uh an overwhelming wave of sadness. Your soul has been crushed. Crushed. Yeah it was just really sad. So so
1: yeah, I mean Ethan just picked yeah. up and he's oh, like, he All go- right, he, "We're out." <laughs> yeah, he ghosted man. He, was, he comes toodling home. And by the way, since he's 16, he I'm sure he cleaned out your fridge But he gets home and then hits my fridge. Dude, he really did enjoy the
0: the the food spread. I mean, he was constantly in the Was he loading up on the protein? He was loading up like I, I felt like my wife, who's an incredible host, yeah, she's great. Uh, made too much food. Oh, like I'm like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, babe, yeah. we are not gonna get through all this and then ian or uh ethan and his two homies showed up and i was like oh, oh we're gonna be just fine wow. like
1: they're so gonna clean asher, this out asher and ryan both that's right oh my lord oh yeah that's like one trip to costco just yeah. those three on one meal i quickly realized you know we actually made
0: enough food now yeah. and it will be taken care of so yeah those boys ate really really good we all did it was fun
1: well yeah so i uh I was at Don and Holly Plotz house up on Mount Plotts, Like, mm-hmm. so I lived down like with the um, the peasants, the peasants and the paupers in my neighborhood, and they mm-hmm. they rule over us from above and the elite class of Plotz Hill and College uh, of. Yeah. yeah, and um, and I literally only cared about one thing, which was the halftime show. And what was your takeaway? That I couldn't get anybody to shut up. <laughs>
0: Like, it's something, something's happening we should probably
1: watch. Yeah, I'm like, this is maybe, like, it's the Avengers of hip hop. That's a good way to put it. And, you know, my College Grove people are, like, talking about, like, the score and stuff. I'm like, whoa, 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 back. <laughs> Can like, we turn up the volume? Th- like, the, he, that's 50 Cent. Like, he is hanging upside down. He's recreating <laughs> his whole thing. And it was, so my perception of it was this. They, um, it wasn't a halftime level show. Okay, it, it was like a Grammys performance. Mm. Does that make sense? Like it was super elaborate, whatever. Hot take. But it's hard to fill up a an arena, and maybe I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the COVID bros got them and they couldn't do fireworks because you spread COVID with fireworks. I don't. I don't know. But, um, but I mean, think back to like Bruno Mars. Yeah. Do you remember Bruno Mars? Uh huh. I mean. I didn't even know who he was. He comes out I'm like okay, that. That dude's over the a, top. That dude is about four foot tall, and he is a star. Yeah. Um, so, so you didn't have the normal like halftime production of like, a, like literally a true. small Slavic country of army of people creating this whole thing. Very true. Um, on the other hand, what you had was, um, and I was trying to think just on that stage, the amount of people that had actually been shot, <laughs> uh, or one of their buddies had been shot. Uh, the 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 per capita yeah. population of people that have been you know hit with a few shells, as Fitty would say, um, is uh, higher than like country or or CCM music. I mean, you know, honestly, I don't know. I'm sure how many times you know uh, Curtis uh, has been shot, Fifty Cent, but it's a few. Um, and I know that, I don't think Snoop has actually taken any bullets, but he's been around and has been accused himself of of shooting someone. Um, Eminem, he's pretty. Is he clear of any? Uh... Yeah, he's not. He's never been uh, shot at, but he's been shot near. <laughs> you know, like shot adjacent. <laughs> uh, so just the per capita of gunfire uh, incidents uh, on the stage alone was 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 worth it. I, I felt like they could have let uh, Missy Elliott out. All due respect. I mean, bring Beyonce. You know, um, but didn't she have her own halftime show? She did, and that's what I mean. Look, if you're, if you're Beyonce, why would you do that? You know, you get your own show. You don't need to come join the Avengers. It's like well, Superman joining the Just Avengers. from a production standpoint I it's it's just
0: knowing how all of that works behind the scenes having been a part of large productions right. just the fact that they pull that off in such a short amount of time right. is what I was more interested in is like how are they doing this in right. clearing the field ready for game time in, in under 10 minutes
1: You know who uh, who used to produce a lot of those shows is a guy named Charlie Lico Yeah you know Mhm He lived over uh, off a Holt Road Yeah uh, I think it was like Garth or whatever. And, if you, you know, if you ever get around Charlie, like, uh, I don't even know if he's still around here. I don't even, I, I don't know. It's just so impressive. But yeah, because you, it's, you're literally organizing, it is almost like organizing a war. Like, you have not just hundreds, but thousands of people involved. And they have to get the up in just a few minutes, live on television. Well, you know, what's crazy is
0: having been on, you know, major tours like Winter Jam or, uh, Rock and Worship Roadshow and some of these big tours. I mean, we take, you take 10 hours to set up for a concert. I mean, it's all day. Right. <laughs> and they pull something off like that in 20 minutes? It's. Uh, I wanted to see, like, the BTS camera feed of, of what was going on during commercial breaks. That's what I was more interested in. But
1: So l- let me ask you this question, and you tell me if, if this is a true rumor or not. Is it true that Bob and Dana Gresh, that her father's company is the one that does fireworks for most of those types of events? I've heard that. I have heard that too, Uh, and I want to say I heard it from Bob uh, himself. Um, But even that alone, like uh, in a normal fireworks situation, like like you remember, like when Michael Jackson was there, they were like literally. It was like they were like bombing Aleppo. <laughs> from the Super Bowl <laughs> it was like massive. This would have set off any like the Iron Dome of Israel was like a, a alerted <laughs> when that happened. Um but, but that alone is like its own massive uh compared to our little like cul-de-sac. Uh, yeah. Shoot up. Anyway. Yeah, I was so I the, the Super Bowl, I mean, it literally at the halftime, I, I watched the show. I was super annoyed uh, cuz I had to, you know, I, I I'm, I'm literally standing in front of the TV. Uh, and the, by the way the only other person that really cared about this uh was Jennifer Bush who yeah. I know doesn't listen to this podcast but uh I was like okay that's so That's her music man. She that's right. It. Yeah, so yeah, me me and JB uh you know thump into the halftime show while the other guys were talking about their lawn uh, and, until the game came back on and and I just went home after that. So how does
0: how does does the style of music you listen to tie into your your life gifts oh wow at all i mean you just you know so we're in romans 12 we're going through spiritual gifts that are listed in romans 12 pulling from an incredible book that you've written over the past year we've talked about several times on here um the power of the seven the seven different life gifts that are pulled out of romans 12 does does the style of music fit into uh whatever your life gift could be is there a correlation there you know that's a funny
1: question (laughs) So I'm doing a quick inventory, and I, I could totally see how that...
0: Stylistically.
1: Yeah. So, so people, like, obviously, looking at uh, me and knowing my proclivity for hip-hop music uh, is, is a little bit of a mystery. It's a uh, curveball. But it's the lyrical content. The, the, the word structure, the, 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 the way that they can cram, like, t- to write, like, an Eminem song versus a country song you're talking like there's like eight thousand words in an oh, right. m&m song versus like you know a total of you know, depending on how many times you're gonna do the chorus over and over again sure and it so th- their ability to uh, so so maybe there is something to that you know i mean i could see how you know the bruno mars people of the world are, would all be a bunch of encouragers because that's just nothing but a party yeah waiting to happen um and i could see how you know the guardians of the world like can kind of maybe like something a little safer a little you know uh maybe i don't know like i don't know i'm i don't know it may be a stretch but i will say this when it comes to worship in a in a in a church setting um when it comes to that kind of stuff th- that 100% does play into it so when you hear like this is why you'll never hear and if you do i'll slap his wrist jason say everybody raise your hands right now everybody you know together yeah, this is the only way to um because that's just not the way everybody's wired to worship Right. You know, there is there is their command, you know, for men everywhere to lift, you know, holy hands. Yeah, you know, 100% there is. Um, ironically, that's like right around the same verse where it talks about women. And so most of the people that don't want to lift hands in the, you know, denominational world are also the ones that a woman can't teach on a Sunday. So, you know, I'll let them figure out that. But, you know, there is a, a that does play into that. Like um, people that have like something more of a heart gift, like a mm. you know, collaborator ministry, like they're, they're certainly going to connect on a, on a real soul heart level more than someone who is, you know, looking to take a lap, you know, right. on, on a, on a Sunday. Did you grow up in a church where people were taking laps? Oh, for sure. What does that mean? So
0: don't <laughs> give a little more definition to taking <laughs> to take, a lap. So taking a lap. I, I mean, I took a lap. When the Bengals won the AFC Championship, and that meant running around my house. Screaming. Yeah, is that's it similar?
1: that's exactly what it is. Oh, okay, like you get so fired up. In fact, in the uh, in the '80s, especially like the bigger charismatic churches, you wonder like, why do they have all this extra space at the front mm. um, or around the edges? And it's because they need room for people to, you know, when the Holy Ghost gets them to take a lap, you know. Because it, it's true, like, you know, it would happen, like, somebody would be like, whatever, but my preaching is good, you know, but it would be yelling, and, and some some somebody would literally jump up and take a lap, just <laughs> get so they, excited.
0: I mean, I've seen videos of this. I mean, are they the ones, like, did you grow up with the ones that were doing that with, like, a hanky, like, they're just, like, shaking a hanky or a towel or a
1: flag with them and jumping into the baptismal? So, no, nobody um, nobody got into the baptismal. <laughs> That's for a Pentecostal. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah. And I think our, our where I was, like the church I was in, especially in Tulsa, the, ba- the baptismal was pretty hot. You couldn't get to it. <laughs> <laughs> like you had to really, if you were going to do a cannonball there, you had to really work to get there. High dive. But uh, no hankies as much as just running. Uh, and no, no banners where we were and no okay. flags okay. Um and, and no uh, people wearing like tutu uh, Jewish dresses. Uh. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing all the different little uh, sectors of,
0: of 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 religion, of denominations, yeah. Yeah. And, and how they react to different styles and, and music. I mean, obviously, um, my background we had none of that, not even remotely close. I mean, hand clapping was that was
1: pushing it, right? The Holy Spirit was allowed to move with a prior written permission of the elder board? Was that how that worked? Like, <laughs> you had to come in... But <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. I mean, there was definitely some, some, some
0: amens, some, some haymens, hey man And some, hey man. Uh, uh, some hallelujahs uh-huh. during preaching. Yeah. But uh, during music, you could, you could clap along with a beat, huh. uh, which was... I mean, again, that was, like, really pushing it. Right. Re- had to be really excited.
1: But I think in the... As it relates to that, you know, I mean, I know it is that, you know, we are all gifted in specific ways. And so we're all obviously commanded to to make a joyful noise, to worship, to whatever. Um, But it gets really uh, when it comes to me being an introvert, me being whatever on mine like I'm just even in the in the heyday of all that stuff, I just wasn't somebody that was gonna take a lap. I've I've successfully managed to navigate mm. all those years without yeah. ever taking a lap.
0: Yeah, I didn't ask that question if you ever actually yeah, no. took a lap.
1: No, no, it never occurred to me. Uh, you were just soaking it in to do that. And observing. Yeah. And I never you know, I faked a couple falls uh, when it came to the the, the slain and the spirit thing. But then it actually became kind of a competition for me because you know was, uh, the guys sometimes try to push you down. Mm. Um, so you just you hold tight and just yeah yeah like lock I, it. I, I can lean almost like the matrix trick. I'm like <laughs> <I went laughs> way back, but I ain't going to the ground. Uh, but that's great. But some of that I just think that that was the again you go back to these spiritual gifts. God literally wired me in, in a way that yeah. He's wired Jason yeah. in a way, and they you know, um, and it's not that. And I guess what's so beautiful about it is. Um, like part of the reason why Jason was such a great addition to our team is like, you don't want me leading worship, you know, not because I can't sing, but because, you know, Jason has a way uh, with his gift of inspiring and of encouraging, you know, that that's, that's a good role. That's a good way for that to be, especially in a church where, um, where, where I'm not that. And so, you know, people would actually maybe misunderstand and think, oh, because Darren is so, uh, reserved and so non-expressive that that's a, th- a theological statement. And it's really not. I actually genuinely enjoy going to Haiti and watching and being in the middle of it. Yeah. And, and anyway, so, yeah. So let's talk about the, the, the life gifts. There's seven listed um,
0: that, that we've kind of pulled out of Romans 12. Um, visionary, collaborator, collaborator, visionary, collaborator, discerner, encourager, imparter. Guardian and responder; um, those those are kind of the seven. Now they're listed differently depending on what version you're yeah you're, you're reading from in scripture. But these seven um, are more of a kind of an overview of what these gifts um, can look like in in a person's life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were to Eugene Peterson, this—I mean, I didn't translate these words, but I interpreted them. Yeah, from it. Um, you know, to try to g- give a little bit of um, a, a, a picture of what it, of what the gift looks like um, with it. So, like well, prophecy being the first one, but you know, it's it's the idea that you can see what's possible. Um, now, all of us have versions of that in our lives, but there's some that have this gift that that's the actual gift. They can see what is possible and cannot believe that you cannot and hmm. they're they're amazing i mean it's the, the they get themselves in trouble all the time um and, and a lot of times it's because you know when you're you're in trouble because y- you're going to be the pioneer you know it's the pioneers that end up getting shot you know yeah. it's the settlers that come behind <laughs> and and eat the fruits of it but the pioneer, you know the pioneers are the ones that get uh, g- get shot and so you know the, the, that one the gift of prophecy is just you, know, I, you can see the future you can see what's possible not like in a prophetic like I can predict the future like in Ezekiel 38 kind of way but this is in a practical and, and the reason we call them life gifts is it's in your life your day to day life offer your body your life as a living sacrifice living so it's life gifts is, uh, is where that word came from and in that specific gift is one that we need um you've mentioned that peter was a visionary mm-hmm. um the
0: uh, <laughs> the the forerunner of um the, the early church starting the early church with with peter the rock yeah he has elements of a visionary personality kind of a
1: kind of a hothead sometimes yeah what well, is i mean it's a he has a passion uh, a temper um, in fact, one of the things I'm talking about this Sunday uh, spoiler uh, is how we get tripped up in it. so the it says don't think more highly of yourself than you ought, right think of yourself with truth. Uh, but when he lists out the these gifts, he actually he says uh, in, in accordance with your faith, this is one specifically for visionary. Um, and it's a little bit of a clue of like okay but th- because that's where if if you're that person and that's your gift, um, when you get angry, uh, you, you t- so this is a broad sweeping statement, but m- most people that I know that have had or have this gift, whatever, have a temper problem. It's just sure. something I've experienced, sure. And a temper isn't about being angry, it's actually about being afraid. So when he says, in accordance with your faith, he's very specifically, about, be your faith, not your fear, because you can really lead with your fear in this thing. And that's where a lot of feelings get hurt. It's where, and so that's where Peter constantly was just running his mouth saying stupid things. Um, pulls out his sword. He's ready to go. Uh, That was not Peter prophesying according to his faith. That was him prophesying according to his fear. Mm, Interesting. That's right. And so, uh, you know, most of these uh, church hurt things and not all of them, I understand that, but a lot of them are somebody who's a visionary who was, you know, leading according to their fear, um, which and, and at the end of that, even a deep, deeper step down, it's according to your fear, but it's really according to to pride. It's thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. Um, I, I can't trust that God can control this, so I'm going to have to control this thing, and I'm, I'm afraid, and I'm going to blow my stack. Um, and so, yeah, Peter, good Lord, over and over again um, found himself on, on that. But, it, but here's the thing. When, when Jesus was looking for a disciple to say, uh, I want this guy to be the guy to lead the charge, he looked to Peter because that same um, faith, like when you take and strip the fear away from it, it becomes, uh, you, it's pretty hard to shut somebody down who's got this gift. It's like faith and passion
0: collide. Yeah. And get stuff done. I think of our good friend, um, Pastor Jean Le Fleur. Jean Le Fleur, yeah. 100%. In Haiti, uh-huh. um, who, looking at a situation that's dire yeah. however many years ago, and says, we got to do something. Not, yeah. not only... Do we need to do something? We are going to do this thing.
1: Yeah. And never once does he think, well, we don't have enough money for that. All right. Like that doesn't or Resources. Yeah, yeah. Or People. And I can say, you know, I, 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 I don't think he listens to this podcast, but I wouldn't. I, I, he and I have talked so many times over the years. But, you know, when he and I were younger, considerably younger, uh, man, his temper. Sure. Dude, his fuse was short. Yeah. And he and I had some spirited conversations. <laughs> um, but I you know I looked at it like oh gosh yeah but that was like the, that was when he would step into fear and he would prophesy according to his fear so to speak but when he was in faith with it you know here we are 20 years later with man. a with a school and a clinic and you know and he and I are still friends and you know getting some incredible work done there. Yeah, 100%. Um and so that was his and this is, it's his gift, man. It's something that um he delivered to the people of Jacques Mal and to the people of Haiti uh, over and over again and we'll continue. He and I, I'm actually going to be there next week with him. uh, Yeah. Because, you know, he's, he's a visionary guy so in a world that's pretty unsettled right now, it literally doesn't even occur to him to not go. Like, he's like, he borderline, you know, thinks I'm a wimp and, you know, for, for having uh, a little bit of
0: pause. Yeah, like I got some questions, you know. For stepping into uh, Haiti right now. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, so do I. <laughs> it's like, okay, Darren, you're going to Haiti. Let's make sure you can get back yeah. from Haiti.
1: Yeah, Moby finishing up Romans. Oh, man.
0: And so, but your gift, I mean, when you're bringing your gift to the table, which is the discerner, mm-hmm. um, when a discerner is working with a visionary, you get a lot done.
1: Yeah, so teaching is what the um, normal translation is. I think actually everybody from NASB, ESB, I think all of them actually do use that one specific word, uh, which is teaching, it's explaining. It's, um, but when you think about what explaining is, it's actually connecting dots. It's connecting information.
0: Thinkers, processors.
1: Yeah. And um, that gift in, in particular it is about the word of God for sure. It's not less than that, mm-hmm. but there's this, that gift then extends into, you know, I connect relationships together. Um, I connect ideas together. I connect, Oh, this guy's got a real passion for this. And you know, he's got a he, he, heart for clean water. Well, we need a, a well here. So it's literally my entire life is about connecting uh, information and people and opportunities. Um, and so His desire, his visionary gift there needed a connector, needed a discerner, A, to figure, just to understand it in general. And then, honestly, a lot of what I did, especially in the early days, was actually teaching, biblically speaking, why this even matters. Because it was an important part of it, was in a Western context to show that uh, this is not an interruption of the calling of God in our lives. It's actually central to Scripture. Helping the least of these brothers of mine was not like an add-on you know, it's essential to a church as a worship ministry. It's essential as a youth ministry. Uh, before there was any of those things in Acts chapter two, they were feeding widows. But they, you know, they didn't hire the youth pastor first. They were feeding yeah. widows first, and so that was a part of the teaching gift for me. And that.
0: And so you have visionary and discerner, collaborator. Um, those are the ones that that help execute, get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, also in that particular verse would be rendered as what
1: specifically gift of serving serving or ministry are the two most common ones mm-hmm. which feel kind of it was actually when I first thought well, maybe I should give it a, 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 a put a little G, Eugene Peterson twist on it because mm. you know some of the words feel so um uh, stale that it doesn't that doesn't sound as exciting to be the gift of ministry or whatever but uh but it's so so much deeper than that like yeah. it's the, when I say collaborator it's because there's a heart behind it yeah that is so, um, like it's not from their head at all. It is 100% from the heart. So they're hospitable. Uh, you know, it's Mary and Martha, right? Like this Mm -hmm. is, she's up there doing dishes and the other one's sitting down. Why are you not? But you know, someone's got to do these dishes. Someone's got to get this stuff done. Uh, so it comes from, uh, from their heart and Boy, if there's anything that we've seen in the church world uh, serving, like, gosh, we need that. A, uh, you know, we're, we're all called to serve, right? We're all called to, to stand a to post. All that stuff is 100% true. But then there's those that have the specific gift. And you see, you literally can, they're the easiest to spot in a church setting um, if, if it's at the end of a Connect event. And we'll all have job assignments to fold this table, but if, if none of that was happening... Uh, look, at, look who starts folding tables and look who jumps in folding tables, and you're going to see collaborators for days. Sure. You know, now, you'll see a responder sitting there talking to somebody while they're folding tables. They're not bad people. They just aren't seeing it. All they're seeing is the heart and the whatever the passion, but the co- collaborators. And I, and I use that word collaborator because even in that word, serving and ministering, whatever, it's actually a plural idea. Like it's not mm-hmm. a singular idea. So it's meant to be a, uh, a pack of help, not like a uh, singular. Yeah, they're, they're corralling the yeah. help. They're leading the help. Yeah, and they just see stuff. I mean, it, it was, this is my wife's gift, and she has uh, continually frustrated with me uh, because I just don't see things that she sees. You know, like she made a comment about, um, I can't remember, what, in the parking lot, there was like a hula hoop and a cone and whatever, and how is it possible that nobody saw that? And Well, they didn't. Nobody did. None of us did, but she did. And, you know, so she's out there, you know, and getting it figured out. But that's the gift of that. Like, it's not that everybody else is wrong or stupid. It's that That's not their gift for it. And and for us, for each one of us, it's one of the greatest trips of this is to not get so hung up on the way that I'm doing it that because you don't see it this way that you're stupid or doing it wrong. Uh, Although that is 100% my proclivity when I'm around uh, especially some of the gifts, I'm like, how oh, do you? You're wearing me out. Why can't you do it the way that I do it? You know, uh, and the answer is, is because you're not supposed to. The answer is supposed right. to. You do yours, and you do yours, and and somebody saw the cone in the uh, you know, in, in the hula hoop. Which I'm not. A, I feel like Joey might be responsible for a hula hoop. I don't know how a hula hoop got into our parking lot. <laughs> Kids but.
0: or youth ministry. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening around here. Right. Yeah. So somehow a hula hoop. <laughs> <it out> there. <laughs> and then encourager, which the gift of encouragement is listed pretty clearly there and i like what you say about that though it's encouragers just don't give courage they are courage Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i mean you don't you experience that like you feel inspired you feel better when you're around them you feel and it's two different i think versions of it almost it's like the way they live their lives is encouraging like they get so much done in a day they have so much joy with it they're you know they're Most of the people that I know that that have that gift have have actually accomplished quite a bit in their lives as well because they've got like energy for days, for days and days, like whatever. Like I'm like the uh, the iPhone battery that's been used for a long time; mine goes down real quick. There somehow (laughs) doesn't seem to do that. (laughs) But uh, and man, it's I mean, it's Jason in our world, our context, our worship leader uh, is that, but it's also Joey. It's our uh, worship, our uh, kids ministry, yeah, kids ministry. Uh, Audrey, who does our pre-K, there's just there's a real inspiration that kids that, at heart. Yeah, actually, boy, that's an understatement. That's hilarious. When I think about it, I never thought of that. Yeah, that explains a lot, right? Um, but it's like there's so much that um, I I, I'll, I can think through a hundred things and make you incredibly lonely and boring. Um, so I like to surround myself with these folks because they actually pull out. Uh, that part of me, the fun part of me, that's somewhere in there. And if, even if I'm not having fun, I, they're having fun, so I'm you know I'm by default by de facto having fun with them.
0: They are eternal optimists too. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing you can't overcome. We can do this together. Just stay focused. We're gonna have fun doing it. Um, encouragers, yeah, I mean, we all need encouragers yeah. around us uh, in our life. And next up would be imparter, which is the gift of
1: the gift of giving or generosity yeah kind of but not financially um it's why you know i tried to use yeah, give the eugene peterson uh, twist because um, you know like i don't want to be like a word nazi but sometimes semantics actually matters um and so when i dove back into the original greek language of it it's it literally speaks of like an impartation of your soul love of it so first thessalonians paul says we desire to you to impart unto you even a piece of our or our soul wow, with it. And so, because uh, again we're all called to be generous and we're all called to give and I could, if I were to try to grid out the last 12 years of people that have been radically generous to whether it's freeing slaves or drilling wells or shipping bulldozers, uh, every one of these numbers would be represented in that, they're all there. Um, so this is deeper than that, this is like a, um, like when you look at it in in the scriptural context it's like an imparting of your soul meaning you literally want to bring peace into the situation I'm imparting my preferences my desires so that there can be peace in this imparting their time and attention yeah yeah and and to their detriment in some ways um, because they kind of lose themselves or they could lose themselves in it because they're giving only you know of the, of their own souls, oh, and wow. so they they don't save anything back for themselves. Yeah, um, and and so that's actually something. We, well, well, I don't want to give away. We're going to talk about that on Sunday too, yeah. because it's, you know it says here to give to give generously. So you're not looking for anything back. You're not looking for the adobo. You're not looking for an encouragement from it. You're just just giving of your soul with it um, in, in a way that is uh, not unhealthy. That is not that that steals from um, from what God wants in your own uh, life, but in, in our world. This gift is like, um, is in a church world in a small group world, uh, having these folks around, they can really bring peace the into. Peace and I, you know, a little tip if you've got imparters for friends, just because they're not saying anything doesn't mean they don't have something to say. Uh, it's a good idea to ask them, What are you thinking in this moment? What are you, yeah. um, because they probably have something, but they're, they don't want to rock the boat, so they're trying to be very careful about it, you know? But give them permission to rock the boat um, so that they can bring peace into, into the situation. Yeah, that's really, really good advice.
0: And, and how would that differ um, specifically with the responder gift, the mm-hmm. gift of mercy? I could see a little bit of overlap there, mm-hmm. but
1: they're way more intentional. Yeah, so uh, the, mercy... And funny enough by the way a lot of people that have the imparter gift are not that merciful. Um Oh interesting. Right isn't it it's an, it's something I've really I just noticed in my imparter friends yeah. that they don't tend to go for mercy immediately. They tend to go for peace immediately. And so for them it's about uh making everybody feel okay or or making the person that feels overlooked to be seen whatever there's a, you know. And sometimes that is actually um Ironically, actually causes conflict in in a world they're trying to avoid conflict. Sure, Uh, but but in a responders world, the the gift of mercy is actually giving um, to somebody something that they don't actually even deserve or merit or whatever. It's like it's it's mercy. It's literally uh, unmerited favor is grace. It's it's not getting what you. uh, Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what you do Mm -hmm. deserve. Um, But in this gift, there. the, the ones that run into trauma in a way that is, um, uh, it's uh, in my mind, is miraculous because, you know, I walk into a hospital for a hospital visit, and I got to, like, take a deep breath before I go in because I got to muster up, like, because it's not my gift. Not responders, man. They run in and they stay in.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think of our family pastor, Kyle Froman, who we had on this podcast a few months ago. Yeah
1: sure 100 percent.
0: as a chaplain yeah i mean that's that's his calling that's his gift to all of us yeah
1: yeah and there is a shepherd a version of this is a shepherd um where you're a shepherd from ephesians 4 the calling to be a pastor but with this specific gift um that's what a lot of people think a, a, a pastor quote unquote should be uh and the truth is, is there's, you know, there's pastors with a guardian gift. There's pastors with discerner, all that. But, but the responder one is the one that is, uh, and whether or not you're getting paid to do it, this is just what you do instinctively, and instinctively yeah. with it. And, um, the, those like, so for instance, in, in the Bible, I make a case in the book that John was a responder. Uh, I also think David was as well, mm. um, Part of that is, is a little funny because it's a little inside joke. Most of the people you and I know that are have this gift. If their name is David, they will not <laughs> let you call them Dave. <laughs> Do you notice that? That is so true. Right. It's uh, we've it's had a, this conversation. It's a little nuanced, but so I think David. You know, it's not Dave. The book. You know, Dave wrote the book of Psalms as David. But anyway, um, but there's something to that about their willingness. David's willingness to sit in the sorrow, to sit in the the suffering, mm. um, with you, with you. And you get a glimpse into that. And so John, in the New Testament, you know, when Jesus looked um, from the cross to ask for someone to take care of his mother, he asked John uh, to do that. Um, and then, of course, John wrote the Book of Revelation, which is one of the most creative, and you know, he'd certainly willing to go into the pain and suffering, like he was not afraid to uh, to be in that, and for the, for the mercy. In it. And so, yeah, that, that gift is in a world, uh, in, a, in a Romans or Romans, in a Genesis 3 world, uh, this Romans 12 gift of mercy is one that is needed uh, in all of our lives.
0: Yeah. Yes. And um, also the guardian. The gift of leading, uh, or is, is that how it's rendered?
1: It, one of them says administration. Doesn't that sound so blah? <laughs> the gift of administration? It's really corporate, right? It does, but but there's um, it's funny because that's actually th- it's the it's a Greek version of a word that actually speaks more business than it speaks creative, even though there are very creative people in this space. Um, it's in fact, I think it's Romans twelve eleven, just a few verses later, where he talks about not slothful in business, and it's actually that word that was translated leadership and administration. Like it is um, the protector, the one that sees what could go wrong, the one that anticipates what's going to happen, the one that protects integrity, the one that is protecting, uh, you know, uh, everything around them that could happen that that could go wrong they can see it and, and anticipate it and, and plan for it. Um, and, and the word, by the way, here, do it diligently, is do it with haste, because the, the trap there for it is, an, is analysis paralysis, right? You can get trapped in your, in your, all these things that could go wrong, so the, 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 the admonition, right, the King James word, uh, is do it diligently. And every other time that word is used, it's used as haste. To do it, and they went with haste to do it quickly. To do it, you know, without doest, do quickly. Um, do it diligently. And so, if it is to lead, if it is to be a guardian, to be a protector, just do it. Don't don't analysis paralysis yourself into it. Eventually, you you've seen all the things, and now you got to make the decision for it. Um,
0: don't overthink it. Yeah. So I'm a guardian. Yep. And uh, it's it was super freeing to, you know, go through this, um, chapter 12 and go through the, the book, um, and a, be able to identify with, with guardian And in just, I just found some freedom in that. Like, Oh, okay. That this is exactly how I'm wired. This explains so much about my thought process, my instincts, um, what I'm thinking through, what I'm seeing, um, and how I respond to those things. Um, it was it was just a lot of freedom that came from from
1: understanding what guardian meant and that that was a gift. And the freedom that hopefully everyone can experience, it's, you know, from this is that you get to that's what God created you to be. It's what you do really, 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 really well. And so the freedom is is that I don't have to do these other things well. Right. Like I'm not even called to do that. Um, so the exhaustion of trying to be all these things, um, when you're young, you know, I mean. You think you can? You think you are supposed to? Maybe, um, but the older you get, you realize no, this is actually like God specifically wired me in a way for this to be it, and then He wired someone else to be these other things. Yes. So we'll do we do it together that way. Like yes. it's uh, it it's an enormous amount of pressure off your back, uh, and, and weight, and it, it, which is you know a quote gift that is the gift. <laughs> you know the gift is something you are going to deliver to someone else, and the gift to you is the freedom. To be who God created and wired you supernaturally, you know, to be. Yeah, and I like how uh, Romans twelve
0: verse four says, and not all members have the same function. Yeah. Right. So uh, together, when we put put it together in one body, um, we can get a heck of a lot done together when we're using our gift.
1: Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's literally how it's meant to be. Obviously, when he starts talking about a body, he's that's that's a metaphor, but he means it in a way that, like, that's how we're supposed to do this. And if the body of Christ is called to do, to implement the ideas of Jesus, then these gifts are the way that it's gonna happen. And that's the, the Bob Goff quote that, you know, we, uh, the trouble with Christianity is we're trying to be a better uh, better version of us instead of a better reflection of, of Jesus. And these seven coming together is the reflection of who Jesus is uh, in the earth. Um, he's the only one that had all seven. You can literally read through the life of Jesus and see, golly, yeah, he was when he was counting bread and loaves and sit groups of fifty. You know, he was doing a, a, a straight up guardian thing, and then he's yeah. throwing over tables in a temple. He's in the visionary thing. You know, there, the, the, those gifts are there, and so to me, one of the, the, the trips that I used to do is you, and you'll still hear it like, well, Jesus would never do this or Jesus would do that. And they're pointing out one specific part of who Jesus was as the end all be all. So Jesus did love his neighbors as, you know, love your neighbors as yourself and Jesus overturned tables um, of it. So it's not that we don't get to pick and choose which parts of Jesus were actually Jesus and that everybody now needs to be that version. It's that, okay, this, my version of uh, the way that I re- or whatever reflect Jesus is through his teaching gift. You know, you reflect it through the guardian gift, and we reflect it. You know, all seven in a, in a room can reflect it uh, with all seven of the gifts.
0: Yeah, and that all became very magnified and enhanced over the past two years as a staff as we've led through um, this COVID era, this pandemic, which I don't want to call it a pandemic anymore because it's technically not. Um, and so. Th- as our staff kind of rallied around and we saw all, I mean, all the seven of these are represented amongst our, our staff a couple times over and to see, to see those step into their gift and lead in a way um, that we know, we knew that each other had their own gift to bring to the table. Um, man, we, we were really able to make some decisions and plow forward over the past couple of years with, With a lot of freedom and um, and a lot of teamwork and unity like never before.
1: Yeah, when you think back to those last two years, so it was like, I think it was a year ago yesterday that we broke ground, or a year ago this week for sure, that we broke ground on this little building and Shannon and me and 24 other people got on a plane and went to Israel Yeah, uh, and the world was about to go crazy, um, which is a weird thought. So two years ago, And what these seven gifts did for us was allow us, everybody stay in our lane, to actually lead in a way that felt like a a very holistic picture of Jesus with it. Um, Because if it was just left up to me, it would have been just all head, 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 details, facts, data, spreadsheets. Yeah. and that's no way to lead through something. On the other hand, if I wasn't around, we wouldn't have had uh, all details and you know whatever, uh, and and allowing you know you and your guardian to step in. And here's how you know we're going to protect this thing. We're going to protect. Uh, and by the way, it wasn't just, it wasn't just we got to protect each other. It was protecting uh, the truth in, yeah. in this. Um because the truth mattered to us and. And, and I you know, I think through it, like some people, so when I would hear somebody say something like, well, I, 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 if it makes somebody feel better, then I was willing to do X, Y, or Z. You know, if, if it makes somebody feel better, why wouldn't you guys mask up your church on the first Sunday back if it made people feel safer, right? Frustrated when I first heard it, it made me want to like claw my eyes out because I'm like, well, what if it's not true? Like what what's true about this and what's not true and then how do we balance that and which is your discerner gift brushing up
0: against someone's uh imparter gift
1: for sure and and there were those who definitely looked at what we did and thought we were cavalier or whatever and and i think back you know it's probably you know hey they they were really in a in a in a gift of their own Um, and didn't see, you know, or what, you know, didn't see, because it almost sounds like they were, I don't mean to sound like they were stupid and didn't understand it just because I did and they didn't, because we'd certainly made mistakes and we certainly didn't do everything right. Um, but for the most part, like when somebody said that, yeah, I'm just doing this to make them feel better. You know, that's somebody that there's a gift inside of there, a piece. Um,
0: it's also just not true. It's not
1: true. (laughs) And there's a little bit of a uh, wonder, you know, when it says if your, if your gift is to give, then to give generously. Um, generously doesn't m- means without any expecting anything in return. So if I'm giving you peace just to make you feel better, um, I'm actually getting something in return for that, which is now I don't feel bad. Um. So technically, was it about them not feeling bad, or was it about the person experiencing them that not feel bad? Oh, that's good. And you know, it's, it's it's not mine to say, but I I believe there were a lot of people that. You know, when they said, "Well, if it makes somebody else feel better," what they really meant was it made me feel better, because I didn't want anybody to yell at me. I didn't want anybody to think that I was this or that. You know, and you know, I had to have some real quick conversations with myself, like to, you know, because I would say, "Well, I don't want them to think that we're this," and I'm realizing I can't control what they think that we are. Yeah, that's a t- so that's not if if it's about me not wanting them to think I am a bad guy or think I'm doing this cavalier. Um, that's not that's for me that's not for them because that's me saying I don't want to perceive me as something that I'm not uh, as opposed to just being who God has created us to be and then let the chips fall yeah I mean it's
0: definitely interesting to look back and see how different churches just even in our area and you know across the United States um, each church led with maybe a a pastor or lead pastor that's with one of these seven gifts and how they all responded in different ways i mean, a, a visionary pastor um, could care less what anybody would think or feel. <laughs> they're just doing whatever they say they're going to do. <laughs> right. Right. Um, regardless of, of feelings. <laughs> um, and there's consequences to that too. Right. I mean, there's sure. And that's, and that's kind of the same all the, all the way down, but for, for us and, and for conduit, I mean, we, we kind of linked up with a, a discerner and a guardian kind of came together and just have, exhausted ourselves uh, hopefully in, in a good way mm-hmm. of um, getting down to the kind of brass tacks, like the bottom line of truth across yeah. the board and um, bringing that back to, to our church body and making decisions out of that.
1: Yeah. And I, I I'm sure you remember, but when we turned the family room into a war room and,
0: yeah, of course. you know,
1: sitting in that circle and trying to figure out how can we pastor these, it is just kind of funny now because it was like 300 people, but it seemed like so many. <laughs> um, back then, how do we pass through them? And the two leaders in the room who were responders, their immediate proclivity was, how do we get to the people that are not on the, in the database, right? How do we get to the people? You know, and my proclivity is well. If they're not in the database, that means they haven't been a part of the church family, so they've already isolated themselves. That's their own fault. You know, that's the, by the way, completely bogus response right. to that. Right. Um, so allowing them to not only be heard, but then to say, okay, that's true. Let's how do we how do we love those who are on the fringe? So that that was the the gift of the responder, right? In, in action, and then you know the, the the collaborators are jumping in and making lists and, and <laughs> going through, and they're leading with their hearts and. Uh, I, I got imparters messaging me on, you know, Sunday afternoon after we do our live stream, you know, challenging me this or that. And what they're really saying was this made somebody feel this or feel that. So how do we, yeah, you know, well, do that? And, and one of the things we did, if, you know, especially when we were down to like, whatever the rules were, you could have like five people, whatever it what what what, yeah. uh, uh, I, I, I've, you know, thankful, for, thankful for these gifts, thankful that we understood this. Knew that we needed somebody looking into that camera that could lead with heart and not head, right? And because Jason, man, he could contagious and encouragement and all that, and I could do thinking, and you could do protecting, and but we needed some heart in that. So you know, my wife, bless her heart, who had zero desire two years ago to be in front of any camera anywhere,
0: right, or on stage for that matter. Yeah, didn't
1: want to be on stage. Like, okay, uh, smile, smile for the camera, honey. Be <laughs> just be you, and that's what our people need, you know. And uh, we we literally looked at every for every one of these and tried to deploy these gifts and it really gave us a uh, it's like what happened the way that we led the good the bad the ugly um, was not on accident we were very purposeful in making sure that we were deployed in our gifts uh and and released into those gifts with it
0: yeah and still having to lead with that i mean there's there's a lot happening in the world um and we're, we're still having to kind of stay on the front edge, the front line of some of the information. Yeah, um, the things that are not only happening in our country, but across the globe. We are we're a global church. We are a church that have uh, partners and relationships across the world. Some of which we haven't and still aren't able to get to. Right, because of of what's happening um, with lockdown laws or uh, mandates. Etc. Um, and we've got, we've got brothers and sisters in, in Africa that we're having a very hard time getting to. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, some of that's opening up, but some of it's getting a, a little stricter. It's <laughs> so we're just We're having to do a lot of, of diligence to figure out where we can and
1: can't go. Which again, deploying our gifts. Like that's the one place that we, uh, I think we shine pretty brightly with it. Um, And and, but you know, look, when you hear a pastor say, um, "I I don't really talk about this stuff. I don't want to be divisive. I don't," you know, understand? They're probably saying it from that's their gift. You know, now I I, you know certainly I could challenge that and say you should or whatever. Um, But what in reality is is this is this is who we are. This is our gift. So when you hear somebody like a Jack Hibbs, and I know he ruffles a lot of feathers, or. Rob McCoy or Amir Safadi, whatever. Like they, they have a gift that's very important to the body of Christ, and it's not that every pastor now needs to lead like they lead. Um, it's just that that's a gift that they're delivering to the body of Christ, and so what we deliver to the body is the gift that you know God has brought into Mo and Darren and conduit, and you know it's it's going to look a little different than other churches and. Um, but, but uh, you know this is specifically you know it's like a, this is a, a guardian discerner led operation here this is like we're you know, we're the ones making decisions that are very much fact-based and uh, very little feeling based yeah. and w- as it relates to these you know to these restrictions as it, as it relates to even opening in june of 2020 but as it re- even today two years later we're gonna figure it out and how to get uh, the people how to get the gospel into the nations uh, COVID does not, uh, give us a timeout for that. Um, and so it, it means, you know, parsing information. It means trying to you know, synthesize and figure out what's happening. Um, and you know, look at with a side of, uh, also look into the future. Ezekiel 38 and knowing that God's prophetic calendar mm. is 100% still on schedule, that he is not asleep and not surprised. And what do we get to play as a part in that prophetic calendar? Yeah, I mean to that point. I mean, there's a lot
0: happening right now. If you're if you're if you are paying attention, then you know what's going on with Russia and Ukraine at the moment. If you're not paying attention, you should probably be aware of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine right now. I mean, there is uh, they're setting up for they're setting up for an invasion. It's 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 hard to tell exactly what's going to happen, but the you know, Russia has a hundred and fifty thousand troops along their border, um, which obviously borders against Ukraine, but also Belarus, um, Moldova's over there. Are, are, how good are you are, at uh, at your map? Like, do you know? Do you are you are you pretty good at mm-hmm. knowing where everything is? I was yeah. pulling this up today. I was trying to give myself like a little uh, geography lesson to try to figure okay. Could I find Serbia if I really Correct. needed find to? It. Yeah, find it on a map. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah. But like, but you know, the Black Sea right now has over—it's forty plus Russian naval ships perched, yeah. ready to roll. How many? 40, Forty-four zero. Wow. They've got it on lockdown as we speak. And then I saw this morning as well that uh, Erdogan over in Turkey is arranging. He's trying to arrange a meeting between Zelensky. Which is uh, the the president of Ukraine and Putin um, this week, which is really interesting, and I, I want to dive into that. So that, you know, interesting. That's so, Turkey. That's Prime Minister or er, is that President?
1: Yeah, it's President Erdogan.
0: Erdogan in Turkey is trying to host, is attempting to host Zelensky and Putin um, for a meeting. There's just there's just so many uh, variables there um, that. That could go any direction, um,
1: and the question you know that uh, I don't know I have is you know there there is a war that was prophesied in ezekiel thirty eight um, that has not happened yet, yeah, you know, four hundred give or take prophecies in the Old Testament that have that came true in Christ's first coming everything from his no bone would be broken to his hands being pierced I mean the whole thing it's just Jesus but then there's this other trail of a path of prophecies that have not happened yet and Ezekiel 38 is is one of them um, verse 1 uh, the word of the Lord came to me son of man set your face against gog which is a leader in magog of magog and in, in meshek and tubal and prophesy against him and, and and literally throughout history most people in those uh, context would say uh, experts would would say that's actually Russia probably a little bit of Georgia I mean not the not the peaches not down in Georgia Georgia but the Georgia country. yeah the country yeah. of Georgia um, and, and Ukraine is part of that territory mm-hmm. uh, so Mishek, Tubal and um, it's like north, basically. North Meshek is north of the Black Sea, so it's southern Russia, Ukraine, and uh, and, and Tubal is central Turkey. Um,
0: and Turkey is south of Black
1: Sea. Yeah. So these are, and by the way, these are sons of Noah. It's a whole this the the, the, the Jewish prophetic calendars, is it's all very tied together. But you know, is it possible that Meshek and Tubal, right, Russia? Um, georgia ukraine and tubal central turkey uh that they're setting up something for this um verse 4 i will turn you around i'll put hooks in your jaws and bring you out with your whole army right your horses your horsemen fully armed in a great horde with large and small shields and all of them brandishing their swords and then persia and cush right uh I, persia modern day iran like you, you literally when you can start cross-referencing your bible with the uh drudge report right um you're like oh that's one yeah there's one that's which one. drudge report
0: got called out yesterday as russian propaganda oh that's hilarious yeah they they um they got called out big time by by putin and everybody else um propaganda no, for sorry you, ukraine uh, yeah pro- propaganda for war interesting um it was all it was all over uh, the the interwebs yesterday. How it was a uh, inside propaganda site. I have
1: stopped going to Drudge Report. I used to check it every morning, and about a th- two weeks into the pandemic, I was done, <laughs> um, because realizing that that entire site is literally set up on one thing, which is to tick you off sure. to click on a link. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's the whole premise. He, he writes headlines. And I say he, he's been sold by now. Sure, uh, but but that's the thing. Like the, the, these media folks are talking about these countries and they're stirring up. You know, I believe irresponsibly. Absolutely, I agree um, with that. In a way that yeah. is uh, not unlike the, the pandemic. Like this is not. Like this it's kind of funny because it's not like the first time the news uh, corporate news organizations have been accused of being irrational and irresponsible. Um, like that's kind of the way it's always been. Sure, um, but, but we're just, you know, we're seeing it again right here. And, you know, I, and I say that with the full hope that, you know, maybe this is what God is doing. So, you know, you can look at and say that, you know, 45, uh, those that hated him, God had a purpose and a plan for him in there he's got a purpose for president for number 46 in there like he's he is when he says I will put a hook in your jaw I will drag you like God is not not in control of this um, and it doesn't mean we ignore it it doesn't mean that we don't prepare or, or are not aware of it because it's just going to happen anyway uh, if anything it means Matthew 24 25 are more important than ever right in in the context of the end of the age, there will be wars, rumors of wars. There will be people put in prison. There will be uh, taken off and persecuted and run to the mountains and all that. And, and in that context, he says, you know, uh, did you feed me when I was hungry? Did you clothe me when I was naked? Did you visit me when I was in prison? That was all in the context of the end of days. Yeah. And so as a church, you know, the guardian and the discerner that those gifts are as important as ever so we can be ready for whatever happens. We have missionaries in Erbil, Iraq. Yeah. Right. We have missionaries in Beirut, Lebanon. Like in these places are people uh, positioned to to love the least of these brothers of mine at a a time when something seems to be happening inside of Israel, outside of Israel. You know, again, all prophesied years ago, uh, even down to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Sheba, man. I mean, it's like, was it this week that UAE, that there was a, um, uh, the the prime minister something of Israel was in UAE?
0: Last week, yep. And um, the Israel um, deputy, I think it's the deputy prime minister, visited um, UAE and Bahrain, which is again, like that's just uh, unprecedented.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah, the idea of, like, even, like, where we are right now, of, like, where people, like, where uh, an Israeli jet with Israeli whatever flying in Saudi airspace is. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely pieces of the puzzle
0: that are all kind of moving right now. I mean, it it is at a fever pitch in several parts of the world. It's just worth paying attention to. I mean, like you said, it's easy to, to kind of maybe... Just put your head in the sand and think, you know, that's way over there on the other side of the world. It doesn't impact us here, but that's not entirely true. We have Russian and uh, no, I'm sorry, American troops being sent over that way as we speak um, as part of NATO to keep our eyes on what is happening over there. Um, and then obviously thinking about all of our brothers and sisters in Canada, our Christian brothers and sisters trying to figure out what the, what the heck's going on up there yeah. with the convoys. And um it's 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 getting tough. You know, we, we talk about over the past two years how we had to make some decisions to gather. There's still churches and places in Canada where you cannot freely gather.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're still living in that um, that lockdown phase.
1: Uh, I was listening to Ontario's guy uh, talking about how they're opening up and relieving restrictions and 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 their restrictions that they were uh, relieving, whatever, was now they could be at 50% in an arena, in a sporting event. I'm thinking, that was the week of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, the Super Bowl just happened. I don't know how many fit in there, but a lot.
0: I think they said they had 70,000.
1: 70,000 unmasked. and In L.A. County. Right. And so, Ontario, you know, it's not next to it, but it ain't far from it. Mm-hmm. And the same part of the country... And they're celebrating or that we're supposed to be grateful for, oh, now we can do 50% when your, your neighbors to the south just did the Super Bowl
0: mm-hmm.
1: with it. Um, and to, you know, to our brothers and sisters there, I mean, I guess that that's the, um, <laughs> when it comes to spiritual gifts for us, like, we're going to continue to lead with discernment, with, with guardian, with all these seven gifts. Um, because ultimately, and actually Mo's going to be teaching on that in a couple weeks, we still got to get through the, the rest of Romans, you know, love your enemy, feed those who are hungry. Uh, th- he literally lays out now that we've got these seven gifts, here's what we're supposed to do with them. And, um, it, you know, speaking the truth is certainly one of those things. And honestly, I can't wait till we get to Romans 13. Mm. Uh, cause how many emails did we get in the last <laughs> years about that? Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: So yeah, we're going to continue Romans 12 this coming Sunday. Um, continue the teaching through these gifts We've mentioned it before. We'll mention it again. MyLifeGift.com. Is that correct? Yep. MyLifeGift.com. And there's a simple little test on there that you can take if you haven't really discovered your gift. Um, I would encourage you to to take the little gift assessment test and help get dialed in on this. There is freedom that uh, that waits for you uh, once you kind of dial into what this gift that you've been given, um, once you discover that. And then you can develop that gift and then deploy it into the kingdom, which is really exciting this sermon series again will continue this weekend you can find out everything you could possibly want to know that's happening here at conduit at our website conduitchurch.com and we'll be here again next week